Welcome everyone to a Slab Stocks podcast. Today we're here to talk to you guys about baseball because it's been a while, hasn't it, Nate? It's been a few days for me considering I had a morning market watch uh, baseball uh, podcast. I, I suppose I'm talking about, you been, know. It's been more than a few days for you. Oh, it's been like three weeks for me. I've been uh, pretty focused on that basketball and football game here recently, but Nate's been covering the baseball. Yeah. Uh, had a little. They like, even say. They even say you gave up on watching the Brewers. That, well, that's just not true. I had to go to class last night. Mm, had to. <laughs> I actually uh, watched the Brewers today, though, so we're good. And yeah. today we are going to talk about the 2018 and 2019 rookie classes, particularly the top five players from each class. Uh, talk about how they played last year, meaning the 2018 rookies, how they played this year and then how their prices change through that. And then we'll take a look at 2019 and see if we can make some uh, similarities, some matches, seeing if anyone is going to uh, maybe repeat what, what these guys did and uh, see if their prices can can go up for next year. And to do that, we uh, pulled the prices of their Bowman Chrome base autographs from their first Bowman uh, prospect year because some of these guys, like the 2019, do not have their official tops rookie out. So can't really compare PSA 10s there, plus different supply production versus update or Series 1, uh, depending on what card they have. And even a guy like Jordan Alvarez doesn't even have a Topps rookie yet and won't until next year when he's not even a rookie. Um, oh, my. So, so thanks, Topps. Just kidding, but kind of. <laughs> um, but for now, let's, uh, let's, let's dig into these 2018 rookies. So I had Nate going pull oh, quick. Quick uh, point here is that these rookies are a subjective, a subjective list, list pulled up by me, and b, besides Otani, who is a half hitter, half pitcher last year, but a full time hitter this year, they're all going to be hitters. I didn't pull any pitchers, so no Jack Flaherty's, no Walker Buehler's, Chris Paddock, um, no Chris Paddock, uh, just to keep things simple. Awesome, thank you for that. And also, also. Oh, in 2019, uh, just to get out ahead of it, obviously there's guys like, uh, you know, somebody like Bo Bichette that I was capping the list at five. Otherwise, I would have liked to have done, you know, Bo Bichette, but didn't get around to it. So. Right. So don't don't get upset at this list if you're at home and just take it for these are the guys that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Uh, Nate, you want to give me your five guys for 2018 and what you saw? Well, I bet you can guess the top two. Everyone that's listening, Aaron has my notes, so of course he knows the top two. <laughs> Ronald Acuna, we've got number one. Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, Gleyber Torres, and Miguel Andujar, who was second place in uh, Rookie of the Year voting last year for the AL. Well, what about this year? Has he done anything? This year, you should be buying him up, Ooh. but we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he played 12 games. Yeah, so hasn't really so played. So, he much. literally he – did, he did something, <laughs> not much of anything. Right. So, what, what do we got for Acuna at number one? Give me his stats last year, stats this year. All right. So, stats in 2018, Acuna hit 293, 366 on base with a 552 slugging. That was good for a 143 WRC plus with 26 home runs, 16 stolen bases, and a grand total of 3.7 fan graphs war. 
all in all, pretty good year for a guy that did not play the entire season in the majors. Yeah, and had a had a rough uh, start to the well, roughish, and got injured and stuff. So really turned on the Jets towards the end of the year last year. Speaking of injured, injured right now. Yeah, true. Not, not finishing off the regular season. Yeah, there goes the chance at the forty forty season. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do this year? So this year, he hit two eighty, which is a thirteen point drop in batting average. 365, which is a one-point drop in on base, and 518, which is a 34-point drop in slugging, which, while still good, and he finished with a 127 WRC+, plus, which is a 16-point drop. Everyone was like, man, Ronald Lacuna is so good. He's having a great year. And yet everything about last year was so much better, except for his home run total and his stolen base total. He had 41 home runs to 26 last year and 37 stolen bases to 16 this year. The youngest player to have a 40-30 season in the history of baseball. And that all added up to 5.5 fan graphs wins above replacement, which is uh, pretty impressive. And he gets to do all that from center field, which makes it even more valuable. Exactly. And with that, uh, last year after his, his hot end of the year, um, we pulled his prices towards the end of the season, so that would have been around September 30th. And last year, his PSA 10 Bowman Chrome base autograph was selling for around $750. Um, and then a BGS 9.5 base autograph. I know it's not the exact comparison, but they're close enough, uh, plus or minus 100 bucks. Uh, sold for 1775 recently. So that's more than a two-times increase in price over the last year. I'm sure that that 40-30 season – contribute to that a uh, couple of his averages average stats you know dropped this year uh probably chalk it up to a bunch of games played compared to not a bunch of games played last year well he would have played in the minors but i mean just just if you're if you're thinking if you're thinking longevity wise might have got tired he would have played uh, a ton of games in the minors to start the year true before, before true. playing majors but still probably played more games uh through a, over a longer period Right, and also I got a question. So he finished the year at 280 average. Was he up in like the 290s like less than a month ago? Hey, everyone goes through a little bit of a slump. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying for a bigger look sample at, size. That's look, a look, look at Cody Bellinger. True. He's currently hitting 300 exactly. Yeah, but he also had like three months of 260 in a row. I know. He was really hot for the first month and then pretty hot for the second month and then after that. It's been a downhill uh, downhill spiral. Yeah, his OPS has still been nice, though, because of the home runs and his walk rate, uh, which is good. But we're not talking about Cody Bellinger at all here. No, 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 no. I was just saying. I know, I know. Went through a slump, too. Correct. And then at number two, probably my second favorite player out of this entire list, uh, meaning including 2019, we have Makes Juan sense. Soto. Yes. And all of our favorite our favorite player, probably, and the, uh, I mean, on as a of non-brewers, yeah. probably our favorite player. I'd say so. Followed, followed closely by Julio Rodriguez. True. Um, so Soto last year hit two ninety two, four oh six five seventeen, which was good for a one forty five WRC plus. He added in twenty two homers, five stolen bases, and a three point seven, uh, Fangraphs WAR. You'll notice as I'm talking about this that I will always say the person's stolen bases um, just to have continuity between the uh, 
slash lines here for everyone. Um, Cause like some guys will have zero stolen bases on the year or five, which is relatively insignificant. <clears throat> so had a great year last year. Juan Soto did obviously uh, missed out on rookie of the year to Acuna, but nonetheless, it was spectacular this year. He's outdone himself. 283, which is a nine-point drop in average, 401 on base, which is a five-point drop on base. But he had, he had a 550 slugging, which is a 33% increase in slugging. A 143 WRC plus, which is 2% worse than last year. 34 home runs, uh, which is 14 better. 12 stolen bases, which is seven better. And a 4.8 F war on the season. He's got three games left. Uh, after to the day after their Nats Phillies game, so maybe he can get to an even five uh, Fangraphs war if he goes hot for a few ga- days. So for Juan Soto, super nice years back to back. He's one of my obviously, as we said, our favorite players to watch and to track throughout the season. Last year in 2016, at the end of the season, his rookie year, uh, we had PSA 10 autographs Bowman Chrome going for $475, and this year we have a Bowman Chrome. 9.5 BGS selling for $750, uh, assuming the PSA 10 is around an $850 card from there. So that's a nice, you know, one-year turnaround. Anytime you can turn 475 into $850 in one season, uh, I'd take that. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, except I do. I really do want to toot my own horn right now. <laughs> uh, earlier, everyone was panicking. All the people were panicking about, Juan Soto. And I wrote an article saying, don't panic. Kid's a stud. And at that point, his uh, graded autos, his non-graded autos were going for like 300 top of the range. His graded autos were going for like 500. Hey, and Just the, not panicked or bought then. Sitting pretty right now on in, like a two-month investment. In the article, you wrote it in early June, I believe, mid-June maybe. Um the nine fives are selling for like four hundred twenty-five to four fifty. Then, oh my, seven fifty. Yep, there and, we go. And as PSA ten tops updates were like twenty-five bucks, and now they're like seventy-five bucks. Mayo. Yeah. So you can always, you know, there's those certain guys that you just know. Like if Fernando Tatis started struggling next year, mm-hmm. would not be the time to sell. No, even like right now, like he hasn't played for the last, you know, what month? Um, yeah, it's been a little bit. I think like that 455 is lower than it was. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead here. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, staying in the 2018, uh, we got Shohei Otani next, who is actually one of my favorite players next to Juan Soto outside of the Brewers. I just really like how he swings the bat. I think he's got a lot of power, uh, some untapped power possibly that just because the numbers haven't been crazy. Granted, he doesn't get that bats um, like everyone else does. But give me a rundown of his seasons over the last two years. So Otani hit 285 last year, 361 on base, and a 564 slugging. You'll remember this was after his spring training in which he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and everyone freaked out. He was good for a 151 WRC+, plus, which, again, is 51% better than a league average hitter. 22 home runs, 10 stolen bases, and 2.8 Fangraphs war which very solid year all in all, considering he didn't play a ton, pitched a little bit, got injured, hit the rest of the year. Not bad for a guy coming over to the States, facing yeah. major league pitching for his first time. Not bad at all. Uh, 
this year, hasn't pitched at all. Got a few more at bats in the season. Hit 286, 343, uh, 505. So that's a 1% jump in average, a 18% drop in on base, and a 59 point drop in uh, slugging. And if I accidentally just said percent there for on base, I uh, just meant point. <laughs> uh, point drop, not a percent drop. That would be gonna, absolutely insane. I was going to correct you. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had a 123 WRC plus, which is 28 points lower than uh, than his WRC plus last year. He had 18 home runs, which is four home runs less. But he did have 12 stolen bases, bases, which is two more than last year. But only finished with a 1.8 uh, Fangraphs war which is significantly lower than last year. Um, so a little bit of a rough year for him. Still good, just yeah. not overly valuable. And that, that Fangraphs war has to do with the fact that he'd be DHing all the time, which DHs don't get a boost uh, to their war from playing a defensive position. Even playing mm-hmm. first base is more valuable than DHing, and playing second is more valuable than first, and playing center field is more valuable than second, and playing shortstop is you know, like the, one of the most valuable between that and catcher. So that's why his war is that low with that amount of uh, those stats. Yeah, and for investors out there, I'm sure you guys are hoping he comes back and at least pitches some next year. You know, it might not have to be a full workload, just something to bring that dynamic back to him of why he's such a valuable player in the first place or it was coming over. Um, obviously lost on this year on the pitching side from having that surgery last year. Quite impressive how fast he got back to hitting and doing it, you know, an above average clip this year. Last year at this time is uh, PSA 10, Bowman Chrome autographed the pitching one that released in April. That one sold for $990. And now today, a 9510 pitching autograph is worth $715. So a very small drop if I were to rate it out um, to a comparable number, probably around like a $100 drop between last year and this year, which makes sense. I mean, the hitting numbers are a little bit lower this year. The war Would it be like almost $160 drop? Eh, it could be. It just depends on what the market's at. Yeah. I guess I just figure add on 100 bucks for PSA 10. Well, yeah, it also depends on how much the card's worth and stuff. So yeah. I'd have to run some numbers, but just off of eyeballing, I guess, yeah, around 150 Um, So looking at – and a, 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 you know a decent drop but if you're really if you're investing otani i guess your big your biggest hope is really that he pitches next year and they yeah. brings that extra value either he pitches or he becomes a full-time position player like a full-time left fielder yeah and at that point then he sees every day at bats no matter where yeah. he plays plays every day uh in the field too which is important for his war numbers and stuff so and also also for just Hitting ability. I know Ryan Braun always says that uh, DHing is like the toughest thing he ever does because you don't really get into the flow of the game. Yeah. Um, if you're not in the field, so it's a little bit more tough to stay on your toes, so to speak. Right. That for sure makes sense. And that's our number three player for 2018, Shohei Otani. And then moving on to number four is Glaber Torres of the New York Yankees, second base. Uh, as a lot of people say in our comments on Instagram. What do they call him? Like Glabe Ruth or something like that? <laughs> if only Babe Ruth got to face this Orioles pitching staff. <laughs> Let's hear it. Give me the numbers. So 
Torres on the year, uh, last year, hit 271 with a 340 on base, a 480 slugging. That was good for a 121 WRC plus. 24 home runs, six stolen bases, and two fan grabs war. Which, a good year. A good year. This year, he upped the ante. He hit 279, which is an eight-point increase in batting average. He hit 338 on base percentage, which is a two-point decrease. But 537, which is a 57-point increase in slugging, along with a 125 WRC+, plus, which is uh, four points higher than last year. 38 home runs, which is 14 higher. I'm pretty sure all 38 came against the Orioles. And five stolen bases, which is one lower than last year, but he was good for a 3.7 fan graph score, which is significantly higher than last year. That's good. He yeah. increased his stats a lot. Uh, I wonder if he played against the Orioles more times than what I think, because what do you have, like 14 home runs this year against him, 13? Yeah, significant so, amount. Something ridiculous. Uh, one of those things where I, you know, Torres is really good, but the amount of people that came to us, and we're like, you should write on Torres. He's a star. I hate to say it, but 3.7 war is merely solid. And Tatis, Tatis hit 3.7 war, and he missed a ton of games. And I, I feel as if a little bit of a juice ball has to do with 38 home runs and Orioles yeah. pitching. And Yankees Stadium. And Yankees Stadium. So I've, we've been saying it a lot of the year, and I'm sorry if you're a Yankees or Torres fan, but pump the brakes a little bit on the superstar uh, one, 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 a couple of people on Instagram are live. I was like, how can you say it? Torres is a superstar. Well, this is why. <laughs> yeah. Cause the numbers just don't bear it out. And if you're looking at his card prices, uh, last year, a raw Bowman Chrome autograph did 195, um, around the end of the season. I know that BGS 9.5s are kind of all over the board, but they're around 300 to 350. And this year, the BGS 9.5s at the end of the season are only doing around 430. So the return even really wasn't that great with 38 home runs um, over a full season. Of course, it's better than losing money, but it's not like a Soto situation or a Cunha, um, you know, marginal gains there. So I wonder if the public eye just, you know, doesn't look at it like Yankees fans are. And also, could matter is that his bone chromograph is in a Cubs jersey. I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole nother conversation, but just know that as marginal gains on Torres. And then number five, we have the number two placement in rookie of the year for 2018 and another Yankees player who we got here, Nate. Miguel Andujar, uh, third baseman for the Yankees. As many of you know, hit 297 last year, uh, 328 on base, 527 slugging. That was good for 129 WRC plus. If Yankees fans are going to get excited about anybody, get excited about Miguel Andujar instead of Clyber Torres. Uh, 27 home runs, two stolen bases, and a 2.8 Fangraphs war above replacement. Obviously, I can't go on to this year's stats because he only played 12 games, and I wasn't going to dive into those. That's pointless. It means nothing. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what does mean something. The That's prices good. that you're about to read off. Yeah, so I guess I'll do it. Um, his, last year, his raw 2013 Bowman Chrome base autograph was signed for 185 at the end of the season when he was in contention for Rookie of the Year. And this year at this point, they are down to 45, which is almost a 75% drop around there. And that's that's $45 shipped. Yeah. 
so you know figure like around 40 something not shipped yeah so yeah it's uh it's a huge drop which means for any of you listening that this off season is a huge huge buying opportunity for miguel andujar huge just just probably the biggest buying opportunity you'll have of the winter guaranteed yeah just for price level comparison alone not like actually projecting out that they're going to take another step you know i mean obviously you want them to or at least be healthy for the whole season more like that but i'm saying like putting 750 in a soto and hoping he becomes a hall of famer type of thing which trajectory right now yeah but I'm just talking straight up like gap. Yep. And with that, those are our five 2018 rookies. And now let's look at the 2019 to draw a little comparison going here. So at number one, you got your San Diego Padre, Fernando Tatis. What what was his rookie season like? I know he was injured a little bit, but what do you do outside of that? Yeah, so Fernando, an absolute stud of a, of a shortstop for – uh, the Padres, he hit 317, 379 on base, and a 590 slugging, which is unbelievable considering he played a lot of his games in San Diego, L.A., and San Francisco, um, which 590 slugging. Yeah, big ballparks. He only played in 84 games this year, which means that's literally three games over half the season. And he put up 3.7. Oh, well, I'll get to that. He had a 150 WRC plus, 22 home runs, 16 stolen bases, and a 3.7 fan grabs or in 84 games out of shortstop. He really only played 84 games? Yeah. And he's a 3.7 war? That's insane. If you extrapolate that out, you're around the same wins above replacement as Anthony Rendon right now. And as a rookie. Real. As we know, Rendon is top three in MVP voting or finishing. Yep. And you're looking at a 40-30 season, which would make him the youngest 40-30 season instead of Acuna. Dang. If that would have been wild. If everything's extrapolated out at the current rate, right? he's going right now. Right. So, yeah, it would have been absolutely wild. So, Tatis is one of those guys, $455 right now. You're looking at somebody like Acuna, who was 750 last year, and it's now 1775. Time to buy Tatis. Yeah, because out of all these guys, um, just off of what we could see this year, you know, maybe Vlad does turn into that 320, you know, 35 home run hitter. But let's just say that we're going with people who we've seen play so far. Tatis seems like the best chance to match the the youth and the potential and the war totals of Acuna. Yep. So I would uh, recommend if you're looking to try, try to hit on the next uh, big gainer like that, look at Tatis. But we have more people to talk about. And that $455 was a 9.5 uh, for all of you out there. And next player we have is Pete Alonzo, likely rookie of the year winner uh, based off of that. He played Guaranteed. a full season. So, yes. Guaranteed rookie of the year. Full season, lots of homers. What do you got here? So, as many of you know, Pete Alonso killing it for the Mets. One home run away from breaking Aaron Je- or tying Aaron Judge's home run record. He's got three to four games left, somewhere in there, probably three if they haven't played already this afternoon. Um, 
hitting 261 on the year with a 360 on base and a 582 slugging. That's good for a 144 WRC plus, which, mind you, Fernando Tatis had a 150. Um, just goes to show you how good Tatis was, that he was 6% better than Pete Alonso, despite all of Pete Alonso's home runs. Uh, 51 home runs, which we just said, and uh, one stolen base, shockingly. He got a stolen base in there this year. And that was good for 4.8 uh, Fangraphs wins above replacement. Pretty so good rookie pr- season. Pretty pretty much a, a five, you know, a five-win player, which is sets you up as an all-star, which is very nice. Very nice rookie season. But remember, and this is important for uh, uh, Alonzo and Aaron Judge when you're talking about him, is that they're old rookies. And when yeah. Judge was a rookie and Alonzo was a rookie, like he had a 50 home run season and Prince Fielder had a 50 home run season, but Prince Fielder had been in the league for like three years and Prince Fielder was still younger than what Pete Alonzo is right now. Yeah. So really nice year for Pete Alonzo and uh, to hit on his prices, he had a uh, Bowman Chrome base auto 9.5 BGS sell for $405 recently. And just to gauge it from last year, this really doesn't have anything to do about projecting on the future but crazy increase because his PSA 10 auto Bowman Chrome base was uh, $70 a year ago from today. Yeah. Which is uh, allow me to allow me to eat crow for two seconds. Uh, Pete Alonzo, my biggest miss of all time compared him to the rest of the first baseman in the, in the MLB uh, and their prices. And I said, do you really think he's going to be a top, you know, three MLB right away or first baseman right away in the MLB? And uh, sure enough, he was probably a top one first baseman in the MLB right away <laughs> and uh, blew every other first baseman's prices out of the water by a significant, significant margin. Freddie Freeman was like $120 before the year, and Pete Alonso was sitting at 405 Yeah, 100 bucks for a raw for Freeman. But either way, he, at, at Alonzo's height, he still tripled up on all those guys. Yeah. So crazy. So uh oops. Hey, that's okay. My biggest miss is number five on this list. Truth. Which we'll get to in a little bit. So number three is the old Vladito, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um lots of expectations coming in as as most of you know. Uh by the time that he's called up, his Bowman Chrome base auto nine fives are doing like a thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, which was the most, I believe that has ever been before an MLB debut. Uh, ever be again. I, I can pretty much say that very confidently. The only other one would be Bryce Harper, but I'm pretty sure they were not 1250 because that's crazy. It's wild. Um, even for someone who had one of the best minor league careers and had the lineage of his father, still seems nuts. But let's hear about his rookie season. Hopefully he can turn around next year. So Vlad hit 272. With a 339 on base, a 435 slugging, which, you know, the, the the most disappointing number in there is that 435 slugging. You're talking about a guy that was given 80 power grades and 70 game power grades. To hit 435 on a slugging is very disappointing. Yes. Had a lot of good high exit velocity numbers, but overall disappointing in the power department, in the contact department. It had a 105 WRC plus, which is... Uh, just is five points better than league average, which is nice, but not something you're expecting out of number one prospect. 
15 home runs, zero stolen bases, and .5 Fangraphs war. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that his defense was bad. And he also reported the other day that he's never worked out a day in his life. And those are the two things he's going to focus on this offseason is, you know, conditioning and working out and getting stronger and then also defense. I saw that too. And I can't say I'm surprised, but it just sounds crazy, I suppose. Just like you can get this far without working out. You're like the number one prospect in baseball who hit for, you know, 375 in the minors last year and is given an 80 grade power and you have never worked out. Yeah. And here I used to work out every day playing basketball just to make a D3 college team. Yep. <laughs> Crazy when how that works out. When you're blessed, you're blessed. And that's when your father's a Hall of Famer and my father uh, played uh, cross country or ran cross country. <laughs> well, cross country is the worst. Yeah. Well, his 2016 Bowman Chrome base out of 9.5 is now worth around 710, which is – that is a big drop. It's a big drop, but he's still over one and a half times higher than Tatis. True, so that makes no sense. Yeah, so I don't really know what's going on here because it's not like that you can say, oh, well, Vlad's 20 and Alonzo's 25. Well, Tatis and is you can't 20. Say, and, and you Vlad's can't 20. say, oh, well, Vlad had a dad who played in the MLB. <laughs> yeah, because Tatis did too. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder what will happen next year. Um I guess one more season of not all-star level baseball from Vlad, and these will definitely be in your $300 range, which yeah. still will probably be high for an all-star considering that Rendon, while he is 29, is $80 for a base autograph. You do have to figure that there's probably, you know, the entire Canada market. Yes. Whereas the Padres are not popular and the Blue Jays are also not like a popular team here. I imagine they have the entire Canada market on their side. So it's, it's true. It's true. I always see Canadian people loving, you know, buying and selling Vlads. Like if you look on eBay or at least one that used to be traded quite frequently, it'd be a lot of Canadian uh, sellers listing them and buying them and stuff. Yeah. So that makes sense. Whereas, whereas Tatis has to, to fight with the Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants, the A's for recognition in his own state. Which is, that's crazy. Five baseball teams in one state. That's insane. Big, big state, though. So yeah, makes sense. And uh, yeah, so enough talking about Vlad because I'm ready to talk about number four, Keston Hira, my favorite player out of these ten. Uh, definitely a top two player, favorite player of mine in the MLB. Uh, save Ryan Braun, who I still like a lot. Not not what? not to the level that uh, that Nathan. <laughs> Nathan Christian Yelich is not your second favorite player in the MLB. No, no, no. I was saying I was saying Hira and Yelich. And Ryan Braun just not wait. Not, just not forgetting you're about. Tell me, you tell me, Braun's not number one in your heart. Oh, I mean, I know he's number one in your heart, but I gotta go with the guys that uh, produce without. You know, I mean, I guess if Braun's producing this year, he's not roids. I'll have you know that in the second half, Braun hit three hundred two, with a uh, three seventy on base and like a five five like something all i know is his ops was in the 950 range for the second half all ryan right Braun, 35 that, years old i know that ryan braun's been great in the second half what i'm trying to say is perceived morals obviously i don't know anything about Keston here at christian yelich's people perceived i'm a bit way bigger fan of yelich and here than ryan braun but i'm still a ryan braun fan 
Do not get me wrong. Doesn't sound like it. I just know that you worship Ryan Braun, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Ryan Braun did no wrong. We all know that. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad he's hitting uh, grand slams for us right now to get us hopefully closer to a division title, oh, which yeah. is awesome. Oh, well, yeah. Keston here, how good of a rookie season has it been? Tell me. I want to hear. It has been the Brewers' second best rookie season since none other than Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun. Here a hit has hit currently he has three more games left and this does not include today's numbers 300 with a 365 on base and a 576 slugging which is good for it if you're keeping track at home uh what 800 881 what are you talking about? 931 931 ops there we go <laughs> um nope 941 ops super nice number very nice yeah. number uh had a 139 WRC plus, uh, 19 home runs, nine stolen bases, and 2.3 Fangraphs WAR when it's above replacement. Which a lot of that he would have had a higher WAR if his defense wasn't so atrocious. Do you see that second miscatch? base? You see the miscatch today? Miscatch, some terrible throws. Really, it's the arm. The arm is usually the one that's really bad. Yeah. But there's some there's some plays in the field that are also just like, eesh. but the bad is incredible. And the WRC plus for everything that's talked about, about, you know, your Ronald Acuna's and your Gliber Torres's and stuff. He's sitting, sitting here at 139. Torres is sitting here at 125. Ronald Acuna is sitting here at 127. So, Also, yes, I was just going to move on to the prices because I was thinking about this today as I was seeing some base autographs sell at 70, some refractors at 120. 9.5 here we have at 120 for a base autograph. Can you explain to me? BGS 9.510. Yes, BGS 9.510, 120. I, I cannot seem to figure out. I get that he was on the DL IL for a couple weeks there with that hamstring. He's played very well since coming back. Um, well, I should say he's hit very well, just so everyone knows. Um, and his cards have now dropped probably like almost in half. It's very close to in half. Well, you have uh, you have probably a DL, like you said, had to play somewhat of a factor in it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's, I don't know, it feels like if you're drafted, your prices just don't go that high. If you're signed oh. internationally, your prices are can go as high as possible. Look at Otani. Look yeah. at Akuna. Look at Soto. I feel what you're saying. Um, you know, look at Tatis, but then you look at Kira, who is one of two people on this list that are not uh, drafted internationally along with – or signed internationally along with Pete Alonzo. And Pete Alonzo's are actually really high. But that mm -hmm. took him a historic rookie campaign plus, to do that. Plus in a New York market. And in a New York market, whereas Kira is sitting in the smallest market in the MLB. True, but with some rabid fans. Let's not forget that. Let's um, not forget. True, almost 3 million fans, 2.92 million. True. Uh, here's here's something, though. I was thinking about this the other week when I was doing my morning market watch when Yelich got hurt, and it's funny. In the, in the, in the, uh, the audio I shot, the podcast, I talked about how if the Brewers could pull it out and make the playoffs, which they now have, and hopefully win the division title, it will be talked about much more than if Yelich was on the team. What do you agree with that? 
You mean just just talk to her about around the league, around the media, just discuss oh, yeah. because of because of how crazy it is that they made it without Yelich when he their MVP gets hurt. And I forget who I was telling this to. But I mentioned to somebody that it's more likely the Brewers made the playoffs now that Yelich was injured because they'd have something to yeah, fight you, for. You were talking to me. Oh, I was telling you, okay. It's more likely, but it's also going to be way tougher for us to do anything in the playoffs without Yelich. Right. And what I was thinking about was if Hura can get back from the, the injured list by the end of the season, contribute to the making the playoffs, and then – has one or two good games in the playoffs. Obviously, I'd rather have him have a really good series, but, you know, we've talked about Max Scherzer, and if we get that wild card game, how tough it'll be. But here has a couple good games, and that's a big spotlight on. And I feel like that with the drop in price, with the making the playoffs, could be a really good moment for him. Also, Trent Grisham, who I know a lot of people are actually starting to realize who he is now, now that he's on a major league roster playing every day, which – I know that you told me right when you got called up, I'm excited for hearing Grisham for the next five years. Well, I'm really excited now too because he's played really well since coming back. Or coming yeah, he's, out. Been really, he's been really good. There's no real weaknesses in his game uh, uh, at all. Yeah, he's just good all around. Yeah. I mean, not, not like spectacular. There's no spectacular parts of his game uh, per se, but there's no weaknesses either. I guess spectacular is his eye. Walks a ton. It's it's funny because he's almost the opposite player of Hira. You know how Hira is just so good at hitting, and then Grisham mm-hmm. is just but doesn't walk a lot. Yeah, I think Grisham just walks a lot and is decent at everything to be a good player. Well, that was our little Brewers love fest right there. I suppose we should move on so people don't start to hate us. Granted, who cares because the Brewers rock. True, <laughs> and I suppose uh, let's get to our last player and i left him last because you want to rub in my face because he's last but because he was by far the best rookie hitter yeah and potentially ever but definitely in the last number of years and he's definitely uh a surprise for at least myself I, i never thought that he couldn't become a good bat because i even said in the article i wrote on him that he is the type of guy that could get hot but he didn't have the best first couple of years in the minors and he's selling for quite a bit. So I was just like, you know, he might not be as good as people think. And then he goes and does, what do you do this year? Nate, tell me. So I have Here's to the thing. Anybody, anybody that says to you that they thought Jordan Alvarez would be this good is a liar. Yep. <laughs> because nobody projects a thousand plus OPS for a rookie. No, not a single person. And if they do, they're bad at what they do. Uh, but Jordan hit 325 with a 420 on base and a 679 slugging, which is insane. That's a 1099 OPS. Yeah. 1099. That's 1099. That's better than Yelich. That is. That is true. That is better but than Yelich. Jordan doesn't have the defense. Ironically, you know, the, the, the thing between uh, uh, Bellinger and Yelich is, well, Yelich is a better hitter, but Bellinger has the defense. Well, looks like Jordan's uh, almost, almost a better hitter. He's got like a point less OPS, um, better WRC plus, I think, unless Yelich ended at 187. I thought it was 181, though. 
but now I'm second guessing myself. Um, but the whole complaint that the Dodgers fans use against Yelich and Bellinger that I hate, I was just using between Yelich and uh, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you were. But Jordan, great season, 27 home runs, zero stolen bases, four uh, fan grass wins above replacement. Jordan will always be one of those guys where it's bat first, uh, bat first profile, no real defense, no real added bonus on the base paths. But you got to remember, he's not even going to break 100 games this year, and he has four fan graphs wins above replacement. You know, he's that's not, like a seven. That's a seven win player. He's not going to break 100 games. What? Jordan? Yeah, no. I didn't. I mean, I knew he got called up later, but I also didn't know that wasn't going to be 100 games. Let's see. Uh, let's get his games in here. That's wild. He has currently played 83 games, and he's going to win the rookie of the year. 83. 83. 83 games. That's, 83 games means he's an eight war player. That's without insane. any added defense or base running. Wow. Well, Astros fans, I would say congrats. You have a good player, but you have a lot of good players, so I don't even need to congratulate you. No. <laughs> Literally. Kyle Tucker hitting a home run yesterday. Insane team right there. Well, let me get to these prices uh, really quick because we'll talk about the baseball players' playoffs in another podcast coming on Monday. But for your for your Don's uh, Bowman Chrome 2018 base autograph 9.510, sold for 495 dollars, basically 500 uh, recently. And as soon as spring training, uh, they were selling for 55 raw. So if you had some Yordan by chance, you would have made a lot of money, a lot. Yeah, yeah, because you figure 55 raw, I'm what 80. 90 bucks yeah, graded. Sorry. 90, yeah. That's crazy. You're to four ninety five. Five dollar profit. Yeah, like five times yeah. of your money. And also, here's another thing. I bet you that like the turnover rate on Jordans have were insane. I bet you it's so many sold in the last like six months because people would have sold them at 160 and then they buy them 160, sell them at 300, buy it at 300, sell it at 500. You know, it's just been this crazy turnover probably on them. Yeah, I know. If I was the owner of it, I would have sold once it hit. Uh... You know, once it like doubled in price, I'm like, oh, I got to sell. Oh, yeah. My base autograph, if I had a raw one, it would have been gone 100 bucks for sure. There's no way I would have still had it. Um, but, okay, so now that we have given the profiles of all these guys, do you see a step forward for prices? Like this, I want to, you know, keep this to money and not saying just money, but I want to make sure that people know what they might get themselves into buying here. Where do you possibly see 2019? If there's any similarities to 2018, do we see someone doubling or tripling in price like Acuna? Do we see someone like Ota- uh, uh, Soto doubling in price, then Otani dropping a little bit? And if you could put put some puzzle pieces together, where does that fall here? All right. Well, I definitely think Tatis is going to rise. We mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. and I know he's got some injury concerns here, um, which is always going to be which is always going to be, you know, somewhat scary. Uh, But he's got the most talent of anybody on this list when you factor in base running and position along with bat. Mm -hmm. And so Tatis is your number one, number one going to rise. Yep. Pete Alonso, he pretty much has to match this year, right? Yeah. His his cards have gone all this high up. 
and he's hit 51 home runs, might end at 52 on the year. If he hits one in the last three games, maybe he hits two and uh, wins uh, or sets the record. But it's uh, it's I, it seems tough to match the year he just had. Yep. Asking I agree. for a lot. I agree. But that doesn't mean he can't do it. Just I'm just saying it's asking for a lot. And that's a lot and, of money to to upfront too for an investment without knowing if there's a lot of potential there, like Tatis. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of my my chagrin with him still has to do with uh, uh, positional value here, right? Because uh, Tatis has shortstop to fall back on, and he adds a lot of value on the base paths along with his bat, whereas Pete Alonso is strictly one dimensional. Yep. Um, but plays in New York. Sure. So that will always help him out. Um, so Pete Alonso, I don't know, 405 seems like it could be pushing the top of his range. It's kind of tough because the only real example we have here of a player that's like him besides Jordan is Otani. Otani's not really like him. He's a pitcher. I mean, he will pitch in the future, presumably. Yep. If he doesn't, he can play an outfield spot because he's insanely fast. Probably play center field if he wanted if Trout wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no real, there's no real, you know, first base type guys we can compare him to. So I, you know, it's tough. It's a tough call on Alonzo. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying compared to first base, I, I, I could see his prices staying the same or dropping, you know, 50 bucks. I feel, you know, I but think like, he's a, like for me, because, because you have a guy like Acuna doing so well, but also playing a valuable position of center field. Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Tatis playing center or shortstop, interesting. P. Alonso, yeah, I feel first. hard to keep that interest up. No, I got you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and they're remiss to put like first baseman and MVP talks every year and stuff like that. Yeah, if you're shortstop that plays, um, is hitting like Tatis, you're an MVP talks every year. If you're first baseman hitting like Alonso. You know, you better hope there's not a Christian Yelich or a Anthony Rendon having the type of year that plays a much better position. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Vlad, kind of in the same boat as Alonzo. If he can stick at third and his back comes up, you know, that's exciting. If it doesn't, I could see these cards dropping like a rock, a second good year, like you said, or a second bad year, like you said. Uh, these cards could drop significantly. Oh, yeah. Um especially if he has to shift over the other side of the diamond, if the working out and training on defense doesn't end up uh, working out like everyone wants it to. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit of a concern, but also still love the bat. The bat is still unbelievable. A tough year does not mean for a 20 year old does not mean uh, that he's instantly done. Not everybody can be Fernando Tatis. There's a lot of guys that come up do poorly. Mike Trout came up and did poorly at 20. Everyone conveniently forgets about that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trout was, is now the best player in baseball. And he had one, one time in his entire life where baseball was not easy for him. It was at the age of 20 when he was first hitting the majors. So yep. it would not shock me if all of a sudden Vlad came up and was a top five hitter in the MLB next year either. True. Um, it could go either way. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's, it's scary. The lack of, of uh, the lack of production and power, 
well, no, just knowing which way it could go. Like oh, there's no, nobody gotcha. out there knows which way it will go. Gotcha. Yeah. You can have an idea of what you would like to happen, to have happen, but you can't guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all up to Vlad how hard he works. I think he'll work very hard. I'm sure his dad is instilled in him. You don't become a hall of famer without a good work ethic. Right. Uh, and so I'm sure uh, Vlad senior has passed that along to him. And so Agreed. we'll be good there. Um, Kesson here, you know me, you know, I think he's a potential with the way his bat is. If he can get a little bit better defensively, I think he's definite uh, MVP, MVP candidate in the future. For sure. Obviously, he's got some guys to contend with now with Acuna looking like he's an MVP candidate for years. Uh, Bellinger being 24, looking like he'll be an MVP candidate for years. Obviously, Yelich will be an MVP candidate. He's only 27. Uh, for years, also with Yelich there, hard for a guy to have an MVP candidate on his team and get any love for MVP. Um, Definitely. So agree. I think there's there's a couple there's a couple uh, problems in the way there, but on pure talent alone, I think he has enough to be an MVP. And also, just not even thinking it has to be an MVP, but. $120 for a 9.5 10 in today's market. It's extremely low for someone who's 23 years old that has a 300 average, 19 home runs, you know, 139 WRC yeah, plus. Yeah, and you, you, 19 home runs is an understatement because yeah. he had 19 home runs in the minors. He's yes. got 38 home runs on the year as a 5'10 second baseman. Yeah. That's more home runs than Gliber Torres has this year. Exactly. And um, who knows what those numbers would be if he played a full season in MLB. Higher average, higher on base, higher slugging. So, yeah, super exciting. Obviously, I don't want to be a homer. I am being a homer. but I want to Kesson be a homer Hira when is. it's about Kesson Hira. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the numbers speak for themselves. And he gets to play in Miller Park, which exactly. should not be undervalued. Nope. And this is, uh, I think, for Jordan moving on here, I think that this is like a huge question mark for me, not because I'm saying that he's not good. It's just like – that's insane. The numbers are insane. If he does that a second year and for a full season, he's literally like one of the best hitters in MLB, or he already is, I guess, to say that for the amount of games he's played. But it, it I guess if it, he, it if, could get if crazy. Jordan, if Jordan gets two points higher on OPS, he'll have the highest OPS in the majors. Yeah. On the year. Now, granted, he won't have played like enough games to qualify. Right. Uh, but – he is right there because Bellinger's not there. He's been dropping like a rock. Trout was at like 1080 something when he got injured. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan is close to being the best hitter in baseball Yeah, as a rookie. It's crazy. So there's definitely prices to go up. But, again, like Alonzo doesn't play a premium defensive position, doesn't add anything on the base paths, will probably be, you know, a DH forever type of thing. Concern, concern there, concern yeah. there, and and not only concern there, but the fact that he has to keep up. You know, he's almost running a thousand one hundred OPS. What yep. if he runs a nine hundred OPS next year? What happens? Then you're probably looking at three hundred fifty dollars instead of five hundred. Like nine hundred's not disappointing. No, it's just an extremely good year, and yet because of the lack of doing it, being able to do anything else. You know, now it's if actually, he runs another 1100 OPS, then you're then looking at a thousand two hundred fifty dollars for sure. Yeah, 
And it's actually funny because not to bring in school into this, but today we were talking about in a service ops class, uh, customer satisfaction and how it all has to do with perceived uh, or more like reality, what you receive versus your expectation. Uh, this seems like a very applicable situation of what people are expecting now or expecting in our 1100 OPS uh, versus, off, versus what reality actually is. And it, it'll show if people are satisfied next year, if he puts up a 950 versus 1100 this year. So that could create some difficulties there in itself. Yep. But also, if you're Pete's, you're looking at a massive payday. So yeah, it's all risk and, reward at that point. And I mean, I'm not going to bet against him. Yeah. I'll just put it. Especially when he's on a team as good as he is that could have team success and attribute to more eyes and stuff. Yeah. Well, well with that, we just uh, successfully spent an hour talking about 10 players in the MLB. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening and liked what you guys heard of maybe last year's rookies or this year's rookies or maybe help you guys figure out various Brewers players. Yeah. (laughs) Or you could figure out uh, where you're, where you should or may want to put your money uh, with some further research of your own Um, as always, because we are two men here, two men's opinions, but we love talking uh, baseball and cards and sports. So hopefully you guys can apply it to what you guys are doing. Use it as uh, what it is. And uh, that's all I've got. Anything from you, Nate? Yes. Quick. You can choose one person to buy from this entire list. Who do you buy? I'm buying Keston here because he's my favorite player. <laughs> also, oh. not 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 to just say because of that. I've been talking about Keston here since March, and it's all been because his prices. I always felt were under what he is performing at. He went up. He's dropped again. I really think that there's like a 40% margin here that you can make up in. If, if there was a month of baseball left, a month, let's say by next May. I really think that they could be back to 225.95 base auto by next May. How about you? I, uh, I'm buying Tatis because of all the things we covered earlier, but then also because Tatis is a rare case where his defense is so good that he doesn't even need a hit and he still gets talked about on MLB Network and ESPN, yep. stuff like that. And his base running is, too. And his base running. So it's, you know, his, his, his going from second to home on a uh, – on a uh is a infield fly back fly or whatever yeah. you know it's 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 that type of stuff that uh, it's keeps him, his name in the news more so than just hitting you know he has an off day oh well yeah. names in the news because uh he can do a million things top of the line whereas it's funny. some of these guys only do one it's funny because it's like bias but i don't hate to tease and i hate bias <laughs> I don't. I don't think you hate bias. No, no, no. I don't I, hate him. Bias, bias is annoying because of the Cubs fans yes. thinking he was better than Yelich. There we go. So bias is an insanely, insanely good player that I'd love to have on my team. Correct. I just don't think he's better than Christian Yelich. Yeah, there's a difference between me saying I hate bias and I hate what comes with the talk about bias. I suppose is yeah. what I meant to say, but that's why I don't dislike to talk about Tatis because I don't have nothing against the Padres. And I like Tatis a lot. Well, there you have it. Our top 2018-2019 rookies. Uh, would you say that this is some of the craziest back-to-back years we've had production in recent memory? I mean, I know there's been a lot of good MLB players, but that's been some crazy top fives we just talked about. Yeah, there's probably never been. And even last year was uh, the total, the the 
the top two were obviously better. Yep. Probably. But the total is weaker, and yet it's still so good. Yeah, and, like, it, it's just crazy because we are lucky to watch this many young stars in the MLB. Yep. And but now we're going to be going through a little bit of a lull. True. It happened when the, the Chris Bryants and yes. those guys came up. Uh, we went through a little bit of a lull in prospects for a few years, and now it's on fire again, and now we'll probably go through a little bit of a lull. And yep. That's how it goes. Yep, for sure. Well, uh, MLB, MLB Baseball starting soon. Look out for our pack podcast Monday on that. Thank you guys for listening, and go out and buy some Keston Hira. And? And? Fernando Tatis. Well, yes, but also watch the Packers tonight. Cheer for them against the Eagles, and uh, we'll all be friends. For sure. All right, thanks, guys.